Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back into another edition of the Trust the Tape podcast with the legendary Brian Broaddus, former NFL Super Bowl winning scout for the Green Bay Packers, Dallas Cowboys front office, and draft legend here in the DFW Metroplex. I'm Eric Chiafalo, the nosebleed seats. Broaddus of the G-Bag Nation, 2-7 to seven weekdays. Uh... Right here on 105.3 The Fan. And uh, shout out to Boomer Jacks brought us. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's the reason why. I mean, you, when you start to talk about you know, fun times and you know working, I mean, hey, we got the draft coming up here in a month. You know, you want to go watch it somewhere. Got to hang out at Boomer Jacks, 17 locations around the, the Metroplex area. Great food, great drinks, great specials. You got to love a place like Boomer Jacks. You really can't beat it, man. You really can't beat it. Family friendly environment as well. Also, a good spot to take the boys. Go yeah. watch all the sports, the TVs. I mean, it really is the perfect uh, sports watching setup uh, for any for any big uh, for any big sports watching event, whether it's the March Madness stuff. Uh, but we're now in April, man, and it is uh, it is the month of the draft. Yeah, and it's all going to start happening real quick here, real quick. Things are starting to take place. Draft night at Boomer Jacks is going to be outstanding. The drink specials and uh, the delicious food and the great uh, great environment is going to be awesome. So shout out to Boomer Jacks. Much love uh, to all seventeen locations here in the DFW Metroplex. Now, brought us we got plenty to get into here over the next half hour or so. We are now officially less than a month out yeah. from uh, the first round of the NFL draft, and so uh, plenty to uh, plenty to pick apart here. And and one of those things, and I wonder how unique this is to the Cowboys. But do we pretty much know all these thirty day visit guys? It's crazy. I mean, yeah. I mean, I was doing a lot of uh, the research and you know talking to people, talking to agents, talking to players, working with our own Bobby Belt here. You know, who is our Cowboys insider. Uh, you know the relationships and stuff that we had, so I think that uh, this this list has gotten out. I think there's some people that have posted it. I'll be interested to see if, in fact, uh, that the the list that some of these folks have posted is the actual list. But I kind of feel like I got a pretty good handle on what's going on. I know Bobby has a pretty good handle on what's going on, but yeah, I, I think it's something probably not ideal for the Cowboys that their list got out like this, but. You know, it's something that happens, and you know they uh, they kind of go with it every year. So, uh, is this something that other teams are are looking at? Do, they, do do other organizations have a guy that's saying, "Okay, here's what the Cowboys are doing. Here's what," and is it all kind of relative to yeah. where where your position in the draft is and who's going to be picking ahead of you and stuff? Oh no, there's there's absolutely there's there's a lot of these now. With you know maybe twenty years ago, twenty five years ago, when I was 
you know, working in front offices and stuff, you tried to keep things really kind of hush-hush and, you know, secretive. There were guys like, you know, the Rick Goslins and the Ed Warders and people like that in the Dallas market that really kind of had a handle on what you were doing, you know. But, you you know, there's just so much now with Twitter, uh, you know, Instagram stuff. I mean, all these social platforms to be able to that cover the team. And you got so many guys and gals that are really digging at, you know, trying to get information. And so, you know, it, it's something that's going to happen. They're, you know, things are going to get out. I mean, these agents, the players, I mean, we're going to see in these 30 visits when they start here, you know, in, the, in four or five days, that you're going to see, like, players taking pictures and posting them with Jerry Jones. Right. You're like, he's in his office, and, you know, for example, uh, Jordan Davis from Georgia is going to be taking a picture with Jerry Jones by the Super Bowl trophies and stuff. So, you know, that that's kind of where it is right now. But, yeah, uh, when you look at, you know, always wanted to know what your opponent was thinking about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you – and the Cowboys have a history of the 30 visits and them drafting from the 30 visits because you don't have a traditional general manager. And I'm talking about an a Jerry Jones that goes and scouts players – at North Carolina and Florida State and Texas and LSU and these places. You know, I mean, Will McClay will go out a little bit, but Will stays a lot of it. He'll stay in-house. They've got scouts, national scouts, over-the-top scouts. They've got all that to handle the work. But this is the real opportunity for Jerry and Steven to see these players face-to-face. You know, when you go to the combine, you could do interviews. But Steven and Jerry tend to focus on, okay, we're going to talk to agents and other movers and shakers in the league on the bus. Will, the scouts, they're going to handle the interviews. So, like I say, it's a great opportunity for Jerry and Steven to meet these players face-to-face, put a face with tape, medical grade, tag, boom, put them on the board. Okay, so I want to get into this list a little bit with you, but uh, I'm curious when you talk about your time in the NFL, uh, Green Bay, Philadelphia, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then you get to the Cowboys, and you and, and you talk about the idea of wanting to keep things concealed, right? Yeah. What, what in in your time being in different franchises, and then comparatively with the Cowboys, was there a big difference in what was being concealed in those other organizations yeah. compared to the Cowboys? I just you know I, I was in the league literally in two thousand five was my last year, mm-hmm. and that was the bill parcells i worked with bill parcells it was the last draft it was the uh, demarcus ware draft and that was a good draft it was a good draft and and you know the the thing about it was bill was very much you know bill acted like that he wanted to be so secretive and all that with his information and then you would walk by his office and he would be in there on the phone with will mcdonough from the boston globe uh, you know talking about the players oh, and stuff geez. like that or he'd be talking with other Guys in the league, you know, and you're like, okay, we're being secretive right now, and you're scaring us all to death to be secretive. And then you're telling people, you know, what players you like and stuff like that. So scouts like to talk. Scouts like to talk off the record. Uh, And these agents, you know, the situation with these agents, you know, if you have a good enough relationship with an agent that has a lot of players, you know, you could ask that agent. You could say, hey, man, you got any 30 visits coming up? He's like, yeah. My one guy's got to go to Houston. The other guy's Jacksonville, Buffalo, Dallas. Oh, wait, Dallas? Who you got for Dallas? Oh, I got this guy. So, yeah, I mean, these reporters, uh, guys and gals, are really, really good at kind of digging out the information. And, you know, these these agents, they want to talk about their kids. 
You know, they want to, they, yeah, they, they've got to recruit. Whole, yeah. They've got to recruit. And so all of a sudden, if you've got players that are getting 30 visits and stuff and getting drafted, that's good on your resume to, to recruit the next class for the 2023 and 2024 and 2025. Right. So, yeah, I mean, you could try and keep things secretive and button down as much as you want. But in reality, eventually that stuff does get out. Okay, so with the uh, with, with the thirty days uh, visits that we got for the Cowboys setup, anything stick out to you in particular? A couple of these names, yeah. or I don't know if you want to run through just a few of them, maybe. Yeah. And, and what sticks out to you? Well, I, I think what you've got to look at right now, Cheech, is with the with the defensive personnel and just the names that I've been able to obtain is that. You know, when you look at the defensive line and especially like defensive end, it's more of a guys that are like when you talk about Sam Williams, who they worked out at Ole Miss, My J. Sanders is a defensive end out of Cincinnati that's a really, really good player. But we're talking like second and third round guys. We're not talking about guys at 24 at that spot. Uh, uh, DeMarvin Leal, the uh, Texas A&M defensive tackle, more of a second round guy. Uh, Perion Winfrey from uh, from Oklahoma, more of a second or third round guy. Mm-hmm. So the only guy on the defensive line on the visits that they're bringing in that I know about would be Jordan Davis, the Georgia, the oh, mammoth, God. mammoth one technique or nose tackle, wherever you want to play him. Probably the most impressive combine any of us yeah, have no, ever you, seen, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and that's what I'm saying, though. Every one of those other guys I mentioned were probably second or third round guys with the exception of Jordan Davis. And, you know, there was a time when we started this process where there were names like, you know, with Walker from Georgia, the defensive end was always a guy that was mocked to the Cowboys. Uh, Jordan Davis then became a guy that was mocked to the Cowboys. And then he had that workout at the Combine, and everybody's like, okay, Jordan Davis is not going to be there. Mm-hmm. So it makes you wonder a little bit. Uh, the the linebackers they're looking at, though, you know, uh, Quay Walker, uh, Georgia, a little more of a guy, probably second or third round kind of a guy. Uh, but Devin Lloyd, we've talked about him, the linebacker, a bunch from He's a stud, Utah. He's 6'3", and, you know, the way he moves and all that, there were some questions about really how fast he is and all that, but he's a hell of a football player. You know, him and Dean, the other kid from Georgia, the linebacker, Dean not on the Cowboys list. Dean, maybe because he's 5'11 and a half, maybe not because he's on. Where Lloyd is a longer, taller kind of a guy. So, you know, they've got it, it, they when you when you look at overall on defense, only Lloyd and Jordan Davis, at least on my board, mm-hmm. are the two first round guys. Everybody else is kind of in that second or third round. So that kind of telegraphs a little bit of maybe what they're it, it does. the way they're viewing it does. things. It does. Because what happens now is you know they 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 really aren't looking at corners and they're really not looking at safeties. So they're focusing in on the defensive line and the linebackers. The front seven is what they're focusing on. So with that being said, you're like, okay, cool, we got an idea here of of what's going on of guys we like and stuff like that. But so to me, it also tells me that Dan Quinn is probably not going to get a shot at a defensive player. Last year, Dan Quinn got the shots of the second and third and fourth round guys. Mm-hmm. Offense was really kind of neglected with the exception of Ball, the offensive tackle from Marshall last year. Yeah, So there really wasn't a lot of offensive players drafted, more defensive players. So to me, it looks like that Dan Quinn, if it's going to be a defensive guy, it's going to be one of those guys I mentioned now. If Davis were somehow to get there, 
you know, that would be the possibility. I, I do think with Lloyd, I think Lloyd could very well be there for you. That could be a defensive player that you could take at 24. But everybody else is more that two or three. So, yeah, it kind of telegraphs a little bit. Defensive line, linebackers, they're really not looking at corners or safeties right now. Okay, now if I could on flipping around on the offensive side of the ball. Yes, please. Okay, now you're talking about some of the names I'm, I've, I've been able to obtain is Chris Olave was the guy for the wide receiver from Ohio State. Traylon Burks, the wide receiver from Arkansas. Those are two first-round guys in my book. Okay, Drake London. Now here's an interesting guy. Wide receiver from USC. Monster, big dude. Monster, big dude. Was hurt with an ankle, rehab, and all those things. Drake London, though, when you watch him play, there's people that have him with first-round grades. Maybe the Cowboys have him. I have him as the top of the second round myself. Okay. But I only have 20 first-round grades. And how so, many wide receivers do you have? You have, do you have I Olave? Have I have four. I've got Olave and Burks okay. also on that list. So those are two of my f- first-round receivers. But Drake London, when you start talking about, okay, where's Drake London? Okay, instead of, I have 20 guys in the first round, you know, maybe 21, 22, 23, when I have, when I build my stack, you know, Drake London will be that as compared to the other guys in the second round. So he's very, very close to being a first round guy. Mm-hmm. You know, some of these scouts like to put cheater grades. He's a one, two. I just put him in the round where I think, you know, I don't put the cheater grades on him. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying, though. You know, you got three wide receivers, two of them with first round grades. Okay, at 24, Burks, Olavi, either one of those guys being there, I think you'd be happy about having either one of those wide receivers. Man, both of those guys are beasts. No, but- though, absolutely. Now, another interesting thing, though, Cheech, about this, about the way they've got this thing set up, is they've got Zion Johnson and Kenyon Green. Zion Johnson from Boston College, the guard. Kenyon Green, the guard from Texas A&M. Okay, on people's boards, might be first round guys. On my board, they're both second-round players. So, again, they fit in maybe that range, 22, 23, 24, somewhere right around there. Yeah. Okay, and interesting also, too, with this is with those no no, uh, or no uh, center, uh, uh, Lindenbaum from Iowa. No, no, no 30 visit right now that at least we know about with Lindenbaum, the center from Iowa. Might think that he's too light. Might think he's too short. Might think he's short arms or no, they don't want to go. Maybe they like what they have, you know, in 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 uh Biotish and then maybe a Farniak is another guy that we didn't see a whole heck of a lot, but maybe they feel like they've got guys that are like, we're okay. We don't have to draft Linderbaum. Maybe we need to draft the guard. But that was my question because you mentioned the you mentioned it with G Bag this week yeah. about like the vibe you get about Linderbaum and the Cowboys. They're not yeah. in love with them, and I didn't know if that was a him thing or they just like what they have in their own. I think it might be some what they like what they have, and but I you know I'm not saying that they might not draft you know they might not draft Linderbaum, but to me, if you had him on a thirty visit, maybe they got him at the combine. Maybe they're comfortable with all that, but maybe they're also looking at this thing too as like, hey. You know, we think that guard is more important. They've got a kid like Cam Jurgens uh, is a guy that, that is kind of a Linderbaum light, but probably a third, fourth round type of a player. There you, you know? go. Uh, and so that's a guy I would keep an eye on there. But an interesting thing, they have a couple of offensive tackles. Charles Cross is a tackle from Mississippi. On my board, and you know, I don't think I'm wrong about this Charles Cross. I think he's, I think. There's a lot of people that thought that Charles Cross was a top eight player. Right. 
What's fascinating is the Cowboys picking at 24 had brought Charles Cross, and they're going to bring him in on a visit. Mm. So all of a sudden now you're thinking, whoa, wait a minute. Is, do they think Charles Cross is going to slide? And then maybe you go up to get a Charles Cross? I mean, I would like to believe I mean, he's a little bit more of an undersized guy, but he's kind of very similar to what they drafted with Tyron Smith, 20, 21-year-old guy that's got great athletic ability, super pass protector, does great in running it, very athletic. So maybe they're thinking that Charles Cross might be a guy that slides a little bit on their board and then they could go and grab, or maybe they feel like that he might be there at 24. Man. I personally think he goes well before that. And then there's this Bernhard Raymond, uh, uh, the tackle from Central Michigan. Okay, there's another guy that right there probably have more of a second or third round grade, probably the fifth best tackle on the board. But, you know, Jerry Jones mentioned, hey, offensive tackles are a possibility here. Maybe to play a guard and then tur- and then to, then to put uh, maybe when Tyron Smith moves on, or if you move on from him, you know, or you just say, hey, listen, we're going to draft a tackle. We're going to play him at right tackle. Uh, steel becomes the swing. And then you- call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You figure out what you're going to do later in the draft at left guard. You know, those are all possibilities. Another position, too, I want to focus on a little bit is that tight end spot. They're bringing in four tight ends right now. Cade Otten, the tight end from Washington, who I absolutely love. Jalen Weidemeyer, who's taken a lot of flack because he ran a five flat. His testing numbers are really, really poor. 25-inch vertical Yeah, but, but you watch his tape. It's like he's, it's good. He, he's, running, he's running routes against LSU, and he's running routes against Alabama. He's running routes Ole Miss. He's making plays, and you're going like, oh, okay, well, he might not care about his 40 or whatever, but here he is 
like he's you know he's got that kind of ability. Are you trusting the tape on a guy oh, like I, that? Yeah, absolutely. But they're going to bring him in and ask him the questions like, why do you not care? Why are you why are you not working out? Why do you know why are your numbers the way they are? Are you just a bad athletic tight end? I think that's the, some of the questions you have to ask about him. Jeremy Rucker from Ohio State they're bringing in, who's a really, really good player, probably a second-round guy. And uh, uh, Jelani Woods, tight end from Virginia, that a lot of people really, really like. So their range of tight ends are somewhere between the second and fourth round of guys they're bringing in. And that's the sweet spot. I mean, that's this draft sweet, is loaded yeah, with them, that's dude. That's the sweet spot right there. And that's where I think, to me, that's where I think that you've got to, you're in a situation where now you're like, oh, okay, well, maybe this is just a one-year deal for uh, for for uh, Schultz, unless they can get something done. But you know, we'll see. Man, the t- the the tight end stuff is something that I love a lot because I I just the 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 matchups that it creates and the problems that it creates for defenses uh, when you have one of these guys that is. You know, six four, six five, sure. two hundred fifty pounds. They mm-hmm. run like a horse. They they can yeah. they can stretch the field, be a seam threat, all that kind of right. stuff. The, the value of that to an offense is just you can't yeah. really quantify it. And I don't know that Dalton Schultz is that guy. I, well, I, he's not the blocker for sure. Definitely not the blocker. He's definitely I, not the blocker. But that's what I'm saying. Guys like Rucker, Woods, Otten. I think those guys are a little bit more complete. Okay, but they're all downfield players. I mean, I, I would think Weidemeyer is. I mean, I, I've, you know, I know people are killing him for those numbers, and people are saying, oh, he might not even get drafted. Well, if he doesn't get drafted, it's because of his attitude. It's not because of the film. I, I believe that. So have you heard anything specifically about that? Well, about- there, there's, there's questions that, like I say, the Cowboys are bringing him in with the intent of talking to him with why. Why, why are you five flat? Why are you 25-inch vertical? Do you not work out? Do you not care about working out? Do you have a bad attitude? Do you hate the weight the weight room? You know, but man, I'm just telling you, Cheech, his tape is not terrible. Now, I I may might be, be totally wrong about him, but I know, and I I kind of got on Dane Brugler the other night. We were doing a show with with uh, with Jeff Cavanaugh myself on on his channel. We were talking about it, and I said I go to Dane. I go, wait a minute. I saw your initial top fifty. You had Jalen Weidemeyer in your initial top 50. And he goes, yeah, I did. And I'm going, okay, well, what happened? You had to watch the tape, right? And he goes, yeah, you do. And I'm like, okay, you're killing him because he's he's a bad guy? He doesn't like the weight room? Why are you killing him? And he says, well, there's things you hear. you know." And I'm like, okay, but what does the tape look like? Right. You know, what does the tape look like? Got to trust the tape. Got to trust the tape. That's right. Okay, so you mentioned the offensive tackles and potentially the idea of moving up. Do you, what what do you see as a more likely scenario? This team, the Cowboys trading up yeah. in round 1 uh-huh. or trading down? You know, I I think to be honest with you, Cheech, I think they sit. I think they sit at okay. 24 and I think they hope that 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 one of these guys that we've talked about and you know, that Zion Johnson, Kenyon Green, uh maybe even Chris Olave Traylon Burks, maybe that one of these guys get to them. I, I think that they, I think they're going to take an offensive player at twenty-four. It just looks that way. The way that their thirty visits are set up, you know. Now again, they've drafted some kids off thirty visits that that haven't. Or excuse me, they've drafted kids in the first round that haven't taken thirty visits before. Was Micah a thirty visit? Micah was. They, they were in a. They were in a situation. I think though they did Zoom because it was pandemic. Ah. Okay. So they couldn't bring kids on 30 visit. 
but uh, you know, we, uh, when you look at the the wider, uh, excuse me, the uh, uh, when uh, Demarcus Ware wasn't a thirty visit, Mo Claiborne wasn't a thirty visit. Okay, you know, but those were you know outliers, right? Outliers. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, a little bit. So probably staying there. The offense looks like the position. Now, I will say, I've been seeing. I saw a lot of mock drafts over the last week or so that still have George Karloftis. Yeah. Going to the Cowboys yeah. at twenty four. Now yeah. he had a monster pro day, did he? He, he not? did. Yeah. And so, does that? Do you feel confident that a guy like him would be there? Because I'm also seeing the Athletic did their beat writer mock draft, yeah. where all the guys who cover the teams do it, yeah. and there was the first three picks in the draft were edge guys. Yeah, I'm like, okay, well then, no one at twenty four is getting a respectable edge at that yeah. point. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think that back again now. They might draft Carl Loftus off that. They might just say, you know what, we're 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 not tipping our hand on what's going on here. You know, maybe they feel like the edge, but to me, the way they're set up with their group right now, it's kind of like they're thinking maybe the wide receiver in the first round, maybe the guard in the first round, and then those edge rushers second or third round is what they're kind of looking at. I, th- I that's what I think. But again, you can't you can't just say that they're not going to look at Carl Loftus and people like that. Oh, for sure, but, for sure. But, but it just it kind of is setting up that offense, and then we'll see what happens with the defensive side of the ball. Okay, so um, the other thing that I was curious about is, do you how many how many quarterbacks? Because there's nothing better being yeah. a team in round one not needing a quarterback. And seeing a bunch of quarterbacks go flying off the board because then all yeah. that does is just push more talent to you. Right. I know this is a relatively crappy quarterback uh, class, yeah. at least from the outside looking in. We'll see what the future holds for these guys. Yeah. Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, some of these guys, Matt Corral. How many do you do you confidently feel like will get drafted in the first round? Yeah. And then that could then push some more talent down the board a little bit. I would be, you know what, I, I think it's going to be really a – fascinating where I think how Corral, Willis, and Pickett all go. Now, Corral from Ole Miss, Willis is from Liberty, Pickett from Pittsburgh. And how do you have him ranked? I have Corral in the first round. He's my number one quarterback. Really? Wilson is right there, and then Pickett is right there, too. And then I have Howell from North Carolina. Then you go a little further down, Ritter from Cincinnati, and strong from Reno were my guys that I've seen so far in the I'm, quarter. I'm higher on Ritter now that I know that he's a big Avril Lavigne fan. Oh, okay, if, if yeah. he came out there. He said, "Yeah, his go-to song, pregame song." Oh, okay, well then that's gonna that's gonna bring him some marks. <laughs> but I, I, you know, you, you, there's some teams in the middle of that board. You know, you start to talk about, um, you know, you look at the at the at the Commanders. You know, the Commanders were always going to be the team, and that was going to be where was that quarterback going to fall. Where was that quarterback going to be? You know, were they going to be the first team that selects a quarterback? Pittsburgh, say what you want. Uh, Mike Tomlin hit every pro day quarterback this this spring. He went to everyone. Corral's workout, Willis's workout, Pickett's workout was in his own backyard. You know, he was there at all of them. So the Steelers are a team that seems like they're trying to get a handle on these quarterbacks. But man, I mean, I, I think there's teams that they can clearly use one, but they might say, you know what, maybe if you know we're at the top of the board and we need a quarterback, maybe we just wait till this thing comes back around the top. But you know, like you say, you got some teams like Jacksonville, the Jets up there that don't need a quarterback. But there's also a team too at the end of the first round, the Lions, 
that have a pick from the Rams. They've got the 32nd pick. Mm -hmm. Is there going to be a quarterback that's going to fall to them that they're going to grab before some of these other teams can get to them maybe in the second round? It feels like that Giants pick at five is kind of a sweet spot for a team who wants yeah. to if they if they love one of these quarterbacks and we hear all the rumors and we know the relationship between yeah. Matt Rule, Carolina Panthers head coach, mm-hmm. and Kenny Pickett. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And so if you're a team that loves Kenny Pickett or yeah. or just any one of these quarterbacks, feels like Carolina at six. See, that's a, what I was saying. Carol, I've, I totally slipped my mind on Carolina because they're a team. You're absolutely, you know, they're the same thing. They they did all these workouts too. They. They can't continue. Matt Rule, though, I will say this about Matt Rule. Matt Rule is running out of time. There. Right. And so all of a sudden, are you going to pick a quarterback and then it does, and then it's like plug and play, and then you have a bad season? Or do you have the same type of season that maybe what the New England Patriots had, you know, with their guy, with, with Mac Jones? Right. But I think that, you know, Matt Rule cannot, cannot have a bad season. Because if Matt Rule has a bad season, he's going to get fired. And it's going to be a whole new crew there picking players uh, at the Carolina Panthers. Which And and it's part of it's because of the relationship that Matt Rule and Kenny Pickett have where he recruited him to Temple. Yeah. He was committed to Temple. Yeah. And Matt Rule goes to Baylor and, and Kenny Pickett's like, all right, never mind, I'll go to Pitt. Right. But there's that relationship there. And, and I, I agree with you where Matt Rule's kind of on the hot seat he here. Is. And so if... If you're going for a quarterback, if you feel like you need to draft a quarterback, he's got the relationship with Kenny Pickett. And Kenny Pickett, would you agree, though, he's not your favorite? Do you think he's the most pro-ready from an experience well, yeah. standpoint? The thing is, though, he when you watch him play, I mean, people will talk about his hand size all day and stuff like that. He, Kenny Pickett's a really good player. The thing about it is Kenny Pickett, he does. He wears two gloves. He, 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 is, you know, he, he plays in gloves. And so you're kind of thinking like, okay, is this something I'm comfortable with? Is this something I'm good with? But Kenny Pickett is a really, really good quarterback. Now, personally, like I said, I think Willis from Liberty, I I, I love Willis. Me and too. I, and he's a transfer from Auburn, but you watch him play. And I'm not just talking about run to your left, make a throw 90 yards down the field kind of guy, but he puts the ball in really good spots. And, you know, I mean, they've got good players at Liberty. It's a good program. But I, I will say this, though, you know, he is uh, he is one of those guys that when you, when he's on your team, the mobility, the ability to make play. He is he's one of the most exciting players that I've ever scouted when it comes to moving around and making throws. You know, we talk about the Mahomes ability to make throws on the move. Mm-hmm. We talk about back in the day the Michael Vick. Michael Vick didn't have the accuracy or the arm talent that Willis has, but similar type of mobility. Right. And I think that's something in this day and age you got to have. Yeah, yeah, the new age mobility yeah, quarterback. Absolutely. The big arm, yeah. but the but throwing on the move, all, all the platform, platforms. all that kind of yeah, stuff. Exactly. So, yeah, Willis is the guy that I think from a potential standpoint when you look back 5 years from now, yeah. he's the guy that could be a little boomer busty, yeah. you know, uh with the raw talent and stuff like that, but I, I do like him quite a bit. So, I think the Giants at 5 right there ahead of Carolina could be a spot where you yeah. see a team maybe want to want to leapfrog and go do a trade up situation. Uh but I, I did want to ask you the 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 gloom scenario okay what what in round one for you would make you feel like damn they dropped the ball here well is there a player yeah. or a position that you'd say gosh dang it why did they you know do what that? I totally feel good I totally feel good about for example if you told me that they got a chance to get Burks Olave I, I, I'm totally okay with that. 
across the offensive tackle for Mississippi State if somehow he ends up down there. I, I don't see how. I know they want the nastiness though. Does yeah. he does he have that he's nasty really, kind of no, he's kind of a you know, he's not like Penny from Northern Iowa. Right. I mean, he's not that, but he's a he's a clone to what to what Tyron Smith was when he came out of USC. Well then you can't argue. Yeah, you, you, you can't you, you make that pick. I would be totally happy. You know, we we the Karloftis wasn't on the thirty visit list, but I'd be happy with him. I think there's going to be enough names. I think with you know they're probably not going to draft Dean because he's short, but I'd be totally happy with Lloyd, you know, as well. And then we'll see what happens with Green and Zion Johnson and those guys because that's where I kind of have some questions. I, it's not that I have these guys way dropped down in the third round. They're right on the edge of that. Well, I was talking about the first round grades. But I have questions about those guys. And okay. there's a lot of people that tell me that Zion Johnson is a badass. And I had seen the tape. I think there's some really quality things about him. I think there's some things I struggle with. The same thing with Kenyon Green at Texas A&M. So I probably have less questions about Burks and Olave and Karloftis and Lloyd than I do one of those one of those guards. And okay. they'll probably end up picking one of those guards. Yeah. Yeah. I know the offensive line seems to be yeah. and with, with the with the wide receiver needy teams yeah. that are out there right now, it's hard to imagine an Olave. Yeah. Uh but a Burks would be great. Uh I, I love the idea. London of both would of be those good guys. too. I mean I, I London you talk about somebody that could help Dak, but you know, people argue with you and they say, well Dak needs somebody that gets open because he doesn't throw anybody open. What Dak does, though, if you put the ball around London, he'll catch it no matter what. That catch radius is huge. I like a guy like that for sure. Okay, and that actually leads me to another question. Stylistically, wide receiver standpoint, knowing that we have C.D. Lamb, knowing that we have Michael Gallup, now a James Washington, stylistically, what type of receiver do you think fits best for what the Cowboys need right now? Yeah, I kind of feel like, and and I didn't even mention Jamison Williams from Alabama, you know, but Mm -hmm. here's a guy that, will somebody take him higher? You know, he's coming off the knee. Will somebody take him higher? Could he be there when the Cowboys are going to pick? I mean, he is an explosive, explosive player. And so him, Burks, you know, Olave, I think Wilson is going to be gone. But, you know, any one of those guys stylistically, I think London, I mean, London is not, London is big. He's just a big guy. Jamison Williams is long. He's thin. Burks is big. I mean, I've seen, and I'm not a fantasy football player at all, but I've seen projections about that Burks might be the first rookie wide receiver taken on fantasy football drafts yeah. because he does all the things that you want. The downfield, he catches screens, he runs reverses, they put him in the backfield. Yeah. I mean, so they he, kind of talk about him like what Debo Samuel yes, does. Yes, yes. So I see he would that. be a very, very high fantasy pick because of all the things you potentially can get out of him. Yeah, getting the ball in his hands but in a multitude would, of ways. Would Kellen Moore be able to use a guy like that? <laughs> right, we'll right. That's we'll the big question. Yeah. And the Arkansas ties. I mean, that yeah. is that is a huge thing, right? I well, mean, the Joneses look at that in yeah, a big way. And, or? Yeah, what's Felix Jones, right? Yeah. Felix Jones, oh, the last yeah. one that we. Uh, How I, can we forget Felix? But, you know, they, there's also a defensive tackle at Arkansas Ridgeway that you need to keep an eye on that maybe if they don't get a Burks, that maybe keep an eye on uh, Ridgeway. Defensive tackle is kind of a one technique, kind of one of those big inside hard guys to move. 
If they go for an Arkansas guy and they don't get Burks, well, maybe Ridgeway will be your guy. Okay, very good. Now, on my show, The Nosebleed Seats, uh, me and Zach Wolchuk, we have a, a little bit that we do in regards to just the idea that anybody with a hyphenated last name is not going to be as good <laughs> as you projected him to be. Yeah. Now, I noticed there was a guy, uh, Wake Forest. Wake Forest has a guy with two first names, okay. Zach Tom. Zach Tom. Zach Tom. Now, from a scout standpoint, what are you more afraid of? Drafting the guy with two first names or drafting the guy with a hyphenated last name? Well, there's the hyphenated last name of uh, Petit Faree. Who's a who's a <laughs> offensive tackle out of Ohio State? Who's actually a really really good player. Not so petite, I would. No, imagine. no, no. He's not petite. Faree. That's his last name. So there's your hyphenated guy. That's good. Uh, I think with the I think the thing that's interesting about uh, Zach Tom is that he was a he was a tackle that uh, is projected actually to play center. But I personally. I kind of think the guy could play tackle, and 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 people are saying he's got he's a little bit of an undersized guy, but I was kind of like because he's six four, he's three oh four. People are saying oh, he projects to center, but he's a left tackle for the Demon Deacons. He's got that kind of a tall, thin frame. I've seen people like I say project him to that center, but I could see him as a tackle. He's got okay. Now this is going to blow people's minds because they're going to go, oh, I don't want Zach Tom. He does have some Terrence steel traits and I mean that in the way that the way he plays because there's some times where you know he's he he's kind of that thin looking guy what he looks like mm-hmm. but he doesn't get driven back into the backfield I mean okay. he looks like steel as far as the body type but he doesn't have that but you don't see him given dri- driven back and you know light like that he's a really good position guy he stays in front of his man uh, he's but he's always kind of on the edge of disaster. So that's kind of like the that's what you get. Also, there was Terrence Steele at times. Yes, you so, do. But I mean, he doesn't get run over. But there's a struggle there. Uh, he tries his best to sit down on his man and keep his you know keep the guy away from him. But it's a, it's a it's a trouble there. So All yeah, right. I don't know. Zach Tom, I think I'd kind of move on. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but somebody will somebody will look at him and say, you know what, he he's just too good of a guy to pass up. So I, I got the guy like in the fourth round. He'll probably go earlier than. Well, that. I had him completely off my board based on the fact that he has two first names. Okay, that was the well, struggle that, for that's, me. No, that's nothing wrong with that. So when you get back on your show, you could talk about that as well. But Zach Tom is a is a he's a good player. Again, he's. I'll tell you what, though. Put an A-S on the, on the end of his last name, yeah. and then I feel like, okay, okay, now we can work with this well, guy. Well, see, the thing about it, though, is that, that, and I've been really, really wrong about the undersized, light offensive tackle, yeah. because I've had my struggles with Colton Miller that was UCLA that went to the Raiders, is now a really good player. Uh, David Bakhtiari was at Colorado way back in the day, went to the Packers. These are light, weak kind of players. If that's the case, Zach Tom will probably be an all-pro next year in the NFL. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, Super Bowl winning scout Brian Broaddus back at it again with another edition of the Trust the Tape podcast presented by Boomer Jacks. Boomer Jacks, get out there. Get yeah. your draft plans rolling, ladies and gentlemen. These plates are going to be jumping. It's going to be popping 17 locations here in the DFW. You do not want to miss it. Draft season is underway, and it's April. I mean, we're right around the we're corner, right around Broaddus. The corner, yep. 
Cannot wait. Uh, we got the drink specials. Uh, we got the delicious, delicious food and uh, great TV setup. Sports watching is where you want to be at Boomer Jacks. Thank you to Brian Broaddus. Thanks, Thank Chief. you to, uh, to all the listeners. We'll be back next week. And uh, don't forget, trust that tape. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.